All right. Welcome back to the Astro Daddy podcast. My name is Danny Santos, and I'm here to talk about a topic that I've been meaning to talk about for a long time. Uh, I've developed my own theory of what is known as the underworld signs of the zodiac. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the underworld signs of the zodiac. So, as we observe our next underworld sign of the zodiac, we think about Scorpio, my personal favorite sign of the zodiac. What would be my uh, career sign or my midheaven in my birth chart? So it's no wonder oh, I want to educate and teach people about the underworld. But Scorpio ushers with it death, the underworld, and the darkness. It's my personal belief that ayahuasca is a Scorpio incarnated into a plant. But when we think about the shadow or the darkness, you can't help but think about psychology. Freud's theory of the id, the ego, and the superego. Uh, Carl Jung and his work with the unconscious. Uh, things like tarot, astrology, psychotherapy, EMDR. Scorpio brings with it a desire to go into the darkness, to understand the darkness, and ultimately to transmute it. We can think about Scorpio as the quintessential sign for shedding the trauma of your ancestors. Being born as Scorpio means that you are here to break generational curses, end karmic ties, and transmute the negative energies in the bloodline. So our little Scorpio being born into that family, they're the, the grim reapers cleaning up after the mess that their ancestors left for them. Scorpios are ruled by the root chakra and the sacral chakra, both the most sexual chakras as they rule you know, the body parts down below. <laughs> Think about it, the, the lower chakras going into the underworld of the body. But the underworld is where uh, it's the part of our bodies, you know, the, the root chakra and the sacral, that are responsible for eliminating waste. So if Scorpios are being ruled by those chakras, of course they're going to go into the bloodline and eliminate the darkness or the challenges. Take away the things that no longer serve or that are no longer necessary. Uh, Scorpios are the first responders, the trauma healers, and the maintenance workers of the bloodline, and oftentimes of the world. You will see people born under this sign who fall into healing careers, uh, psychological careers, dealing with things that nobody else can stomach or bear or witness. It shares this quality with Capricorn, one of our other underworld signs, but we'll get to that later. Uh, we, can also, we can also think of Scorpio as the sign of inheritance. They must learn to deal with the problems that others have left for them. But Scorpio also is ruled by taxes. So if they're inheriting the trauma of others, they're also paying the price that others have left before them. Interesting to think that judgment goes between both Libra and Scorpio. If you're judged here on Earth, that would be Libra territory. If you're judged in the afterworld, that would be Scorpio territory. How we pay for our sins, how we must face the darkness and ultimately move forward, having to face the consequences of our action or the consequences of others' actions. Because with that inheritance energy, Scorpio must clean up the trauma that was left for them and move forward. We can think about the ruling planets for Scorpio 
Mars and Pluto. The Mars archetype. It's first revealed to us in Aries, the first sign of the zodiac, what I like to call the sign of breath, but in uh, and also the sign of masculinity. But in the underworld, Mars takes on a different meaning. This is where we can recognize the concept of severity. The tower card in the tarot might be a good example of severity, but it is when life delivers a swift and final blow onto us. It's the energy of feeling completely transformed. When you are living your life and devastation, divorce, disaster, destruction, disease comes upon you. The five D's of the underworld. <laughs> and when we have this energy of the underworld taking us into severity, it's where we experience the breaks, the fragments, the unconscious transformations. With the energy of severity, we can understand that our lives will change. Inherently, there will be a profound change that comes our way. And while this can be some of the most painful, destructive, hearkening, challenging, arduous experiences that we have, all of us must step into the underworld at one time or another to experience loss, death, transformation, miscarriages, divorces, splits. Severity is no joke. But with severity, the master teaching of severity is that it is more merciful to make a swift and delivering blow, getting straight to the point, and to be merciful than it is to repeatedly make the same mistake, drag things along, and allow them to uh, be misunderstood, complicated, and even muddled. Severity is one of the greatest teachers of the underworld because it teaches us where to part ways with the darkness that we no longer need. This archetype can also be found in the zodiac sign Gemini. However, Gemini experiences severity in the overworld. It's where someone might learn to uh, set a boundary, have a swift communication, be in your local community and recognize that, hey, so-and-so is coming my way and I want to have proper boundaries with them. Instead, severity in the underworld means looking at the parts of your soul that you no longer are willing to maintain and it's laying them to rest. So that tower card coming in the tarot, it will reveal transcendental, profound transformations, often unexpected, but right on time. We can also think about the death card in the tarot. It's where we learn to lay things to rest. But interestingly enough, we go into the underworld or the land of the dead in order to be reborn. When we hit the end of life phase and our soul travels through that tunnel, we find ourselves on the other side. We find ourselves transformed and transmuted. Some theorize that earth is the underworld and that this is the darkest it gets. Personally, <laughs> I think it can get darker. <laughs> so it's just worth noting that on this plane, in this physical world, 
we come face to face with the darkness every day. But it's up to us whether or not we want to confront it, face it, and transmute it. The beauty of death is once we allow the parts of us to die that no longer serve, it gives us the opportunity to be reborn and to have a brighter and happier life. Some of the uh, other archetypes that we find in the underworld would include the scorpion. So phallic by nature, it's got that Mars energy, that, that severity to it. A scorpion will only attack when provoked. And its pincers, its stinger, its black exterior, it can be a little alarming to come in contact with a scorpion. Think about a Scorpio where you might meet in person, maybe Scorpio sun, Scorpio rising. Their darkness will be present upon their first impression, either dressing in dark clothes, having dark colors, maybe having an intensity about them, even if they're dressed in light colors. But you can feel the intensity, the sexuality, the transmutation of this sign. We can also think about death as sex. Oftentimes, people can only really address their trauma by having sex with it. So let's say somebody has daddy issues or mommy issues. Maybe they're going uh, to seek out a partner who's older. It's a way to familiarize themselves with the trauma without necessarily fully acknowledging it or as a way of completely acknowledging it and, in Scorpio fashion, eliminating the trauma by having sex with it. Scorpios really bring forward that energy of, hey, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. <laughs> Take the pieces that you've got in your psyche and figure out how to live with it. It's part of mastering yourself. So a scorpion will really only attack you if provoked. And think about it. When you go to a scorpion or a Scorpio, they're typically pretty private. They like to remain in the darkness. And provoking them by trying to bring forward the truth or put them in the light Scorpio will protect themselves. They'll, they'll be defensive. So it takes time in order to truly make that bond or build that relationship with the Scorpio. We can also think about the archetype of the planet Pluto. So similar to the judgment card that we discussed with Libra, judgment's ruled by Pluto, but Scorpio's ruled by Pluto too. So we have to reference Persephone, queen of the underworld. She was taken down to the underworld by Hades, forced to eat the pomegranate seed, a metaphor for sex, and banished from the overworld for six months out of the year. She, I guess there's a little Libra in there too, finding the light and the dark, but she had to um, be ripped away from the light, ripped away from her mother, ripped away from all of the pleasantries of the overworld and taken into the darkness. Pluto, as a planet, relates to the unconscious. It's what we are programmed from our ancestors. It's the unseen energies that run the mind. And it's where our sexuality goes to turn our pain into pleasure. Pluto's ultimate path is one of destroying what was 
in order to rebuild something new with a healthier and more solid foundation. In a way, Pluto wants stability, but it is willing to destroy and transform and transmute whatever is in its way, even if it means starting over to get there. In this way, it's appropriate that Scorpio relates to Pluto and the, uh, the tower card <laughs> in the tarot. And in another way, we can see how Scorpio being the opposite sign of Taurus, well, Taurus is the sign of stability. Scorpio and Taurus have the same desire. They want to create stability. But it simply must be done in the form of, for Scorpio, send everything back to its maker, start over, transform, and transmute. Whereas a Taurus just wants to build and keep building and keep building. They don't want to acknowledge the shadow. They just want to get what's right, right. As Scorpio is the ruling sign of the underworld, it is only appropriate that we check out what Miss Kim Kranz has to say about the underworld archetype. Let me just turn to uh, the page I've got here in the book. And Kim Kranz describes the underworld archetype as the nightmare, the ordeal, and the bottom. This is no time to mince words. The archetypal territory of the underworld is fraught with nightmares, suffering, and pain. It is the darkest shadow realm which we try vigilantly to avoid or to deny at any cost. Try as we might, the darkness pulls us into its depths through disturbing dream images, unexpected accidents, illness, war, conflict, and ultimately death. Not visiting the underworld or denying its existence altogether is what gives it dangerous power. Traversing it forces us to bow humbly to the greater forces that be while summoning the inner strength we previously underestimated. Take solace that the underworld subsumes everyone from time to time making us deeper friends, more intimate partners, soldiers of light amid our shadowy times. Facing darkness and choosing light is the most profound calling of all. Kim Kranz also goes on to say that one of the earliest stories on record is that of the goddess Inanna's descent. Turns out that descending into the underworld is as old as time itself. She also states that uh, it's important to search for images of a map of Dante's Inferno. What does the story of, of epic descent stir in you? We know, uh, according to Kim Kranz, that when the underworld is in light or living in high vibration, it represents bravery, depth, and facing your deepest fears. When the underworld is in darkness, it is denial suppression, evil, and the unconsciousness taking over. To go deeper, Kim Kranz recommends to read Meeting the Shadow, edited by Connie Zweig and Jeremiah Abrams. So, now that we understand the full archetypal uh, landscape of Scorpio with the underworld and death, we can also understand that Scorpio season, when that time of year comes around, death is in our faces. <laughs> so we know, like we talked about, the death card. 
When Scorpio season comes, endings, they're upon us. All the leaves dry up and fall off the trees, leaving behind claw-like trees as if they were reaching to us from the underworld. We can also think about the angel Mumia, known as God, end of the universe, the guardian of death. But as we are in uh, Scorpio season, some of the holidays that come upon us are Halloween, going into the underworld, the ghouls, the spooky. We also have uh, the just the day after All Saints Day or All Souls Day, November 1st, after, uh, you know, October 31st, Halloween. And then on November 7th, uh, excuse me, on November 2nd, we have Day of the Dead, setting of Halloween and Day of the Dead and all Souls Day, All Saints Day is fraught with ghosts, zombies, ghouls, the dead, our scorpions, our monsters. It's a time when the world plays with the underworld and shows us that maybe it's not so scary or something to be denied 